This is Cast Club Radio. Brought to you by Heritage Distilling. On Cast Club Radio, we believe every spirit has a story. And stories like good drinks are always better when shared with friends. Each week, we'll explore the intersection of cocktails, spirits, beer, wine, and life. It's Cast Club Radio. Here's your hosts, Lydia Cruz and Justin Stiefel. Good afternoon. Welcome to another episode of Cast Club Radio. Thanks for hanging out with us today. My name is Lydia Cruz. I'm Maura Dooley. We are without one Mr. Justin Stiefel today. We'll uh, carry on as best we can in his <laughs> honor. But this is a busy time, right? Thanksgiving right around the corner. Short week for a lot of people as they get ready for the holidays. Busy schedules. We've also got, you know, a little holiday in the Washington State area. I like to call Apple Cup. The day after Thanksgiving. I know. We got together for that last year. Are we doing something this year? Uh, I would hope so. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's a tradition now. Every time we get together, UW wins. So I, I'd say, yeah. There we go. It's good. It's only weird if it sorry, doesn't Dean. work. Yeah. Sorry to all the Cougs out there. <laughs> uh, any predictions for this year's matchup? Oh, man. You know, um, unfortunately, both teams, I think, aren't exactly where we would have liked them to mm. be to start the season. You know, us working on the sports side, 7th and Sports, uh, we just would love for both of them to be in contention for something bigger because it's fun. But um, I I still think UW has the edge. Yeah. And it, it just seems like in the Chris Peterson era and maybe even in the Jimmy Lake era is more appropriate. He always knows how to game plan for Mike Leach. He just, they've never been yeah. able to uh, get around their defense and seem to have the air raid figured out somehow. Um, a lot of people making uh, a fuss over the weather last year, so we'll see how it goes because probably less snow and stuff this year, and we'll see how it goes. That was a pretty crazy weather game, yeah, but it's, it so, it's so weird to me for the home team to complain about that. Yeah. They should be used to that weather. Exactly. The, I will say, people in Pullman are tough, man. They have dealt with, yes. they deal with a lot of heat and they deal with snow, so... Yeah, we'll see how it goes this year. Before then, we've also got Thanksgiving coming up on Thursday. So plenty of food and drinks. It's just that time of year when uh, we get to talk about the fun hosting party celebration element of it. Later in the show, we came up with actually some cocktails. We used our creative creative brains to uh, look inside the Heritage Distilling Advent Calendar, pull out one of our, our favorite beverages, and then create some cocktails around that. So we've got those coming up for you. And also, if you're looking for places that are open on Thanksgiving, we've got a couple of restaurant ideas for you as yeah. well later. If you want to do, yeah, more of a non-traditional thing, because Friendsgivings are big these uh, this time of year as well, and we support that. In the meantime, let's get to the headlines we've got this week. Pepsi is releasing its own sparkling rosé. We've talked what? a lot about rosé on the show this year and a lot about sparkling uh, beverages of all kinds, but you don't really think of rosé necessarily when you think of Pepsi. Not at all, no. No. <laughs> but when you find out who they're partnering with, this makes a little bit more sense. They are partnering with the queen of rosé, Lisa Vanderpump. Uh, oh. You may know her from The Real Housewives on Bravo or also Vanderpump Rules. I have to admit, I watch a little trashy reality TV from time to time. <laughs> I'm I'm very aware of Lisa Vanderpump. It's okay, yeah. You know, <laughs> we're we're all there. It's entertaining, and yeah, she's. This isn't even, I think, the first launch into creating her own beverage, right? She has other I, yeah, beverages. I she has her own sangria line, mm -hmm. and maybe rosé too. I think. Yeah, and so, and obviously, having a a restaurant is a and being on TV constantly is a great way to promote that brand yeah. 
But this comes out in honor of BravoCon, an event where fans can celebrate all things Real Housewives and <laughs> interact with some of their favorite Bravo celebrities, reality celebrities. And they uh, Bravo fans will not be surprised that Pepsi is, of course, teaming up with the Queen of Rosé to launch this beverage. If you happen to sample this, let us know uh, at Heritage Distilling and uh, write us an email or post about it. We'd, we'd love to know how it actually tastes, right? Oh, definitely. I really can't believe that the Real Housewives franchises have gotten that big that they have a BravoCon. Oh, yeah. Ah, well, we're, we're kind of supporting it because we mean, both watch the show. It's so. a guilty pleasure for yeah. me, but I really don't have any desire to go meet all yeah, of them. Yeah, I'm with you on that. A lot of them are very likable, honestly. I know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, speaking of celebrities and getting into booze, Kate Hudson, now the latest star to move into the drinks world, with the launch of King Street Vodka, the brand inspired by Hudson's memories of hosting friends at her home in King Street in New York City, was distilled in small batches in Santa Barbara, California. So she's always been interested in the spirits industry. She loves vodka martinis, dirty vodka martinis, I'll have you. And she thought that she'd been involved in the creative part of it. Uh, just the other next celebrity to get involved, it seems like there's no end of celebrities getting involved. Interesting compliment to her uh, workout line. Yes. Fabletics. Fabletics, yeah. She has some really cute workout clothing, but yeah, interesting to jump into the alcohol biz on the side. I wonder if that those two can actually like play off each other at some point and you're saying, hey, well, you work Treat out yourself. to earn, <laughs> earn your calories and who knows? Yeah. And also... Again, it's maybe only in the celebrity world where you can sort of get into this and dabble in this when you see it as a hobby or like something you're interested in. Because you yeah. talk to a lot of people who are like, well, this is my life's work and my life's passion. Yeah. And she's like, I like dirty martinis. Yeah, so. I, 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 <laughs> I hosted people at my house and it was really fun and, and I like drinking. So this is great. Yeah, it's just kind of a slightly different, slightly different life. It's kind of the nice uh, thing I think about you get those opportunities. People just approach you with things and you get to pick and choose things that you have interest in. Yeah. And it works out pretty well. I mean, Kate Hudson, We were, I was just saying that some of the Real Housewives are fairly unlikable. Kate Hudson, I think, is pretty widely loved. Yeah. Very just like Seems pretty lovable. Always plays just kind of an identifiable character in her movies. Yeah, and exactly. So, uh, I, think, I think her workout gear is doing very well and I could see this doing well for her. Awesome. Well, we'll keep our eye on it. Coming up on Cast Club Radio, it is the holiday time, not just with Thanksgiving coming up uh, this week, but also moving into December, a couple holidays and lots of parties, office ones, maybe ones you're uh, hosting at home. So we've got the list of the most popular holiday drinks we're going to run through. Maybe some will give you inspiration uh, that you want to make at your own parties. Plus, also some early gift ideas, including one from uh, Amazon that you don't want to miss. It's next on Cast Club Radio. Welcome back to Cast Club Radio. Uh, happy early holidays to everybody out there. Thanksgiving is this week. And then, of course, December right around the corner. And we're getting you ready for the holidays. We've got some cocktails that we came up with here in a little bit on the show. But before we get to that, we've got a list of 10 of the most popular holiday cocktails or the most popular traditional holiday cocktails that we wanted to run through for you. This comes from the Spruce Eats. And Maura, do you have one before we get started that is your go-to around this time of year? Cold weather favorite or one that puts you in the holiday spirit? Oh, man, that's tough. I think 
I don't feel like I drink that differently around the holidays. I guess, um, you know, I think just cold weather, I, I do hot toddies. I've mentioned mm-hmm. that before some from time to time. But I think, you know, sometimes just spiking a little hot chocolate. Right. Yeah. <laughs> even anything warm. That's when, yeah, yeah you normally... Spice up your coffee even a little bit. Who knows? Well, uh, let's get started on this list. Some of these I haven't ever had before, but number 10 on the list is the poinsettia. Oh, yes. It's a mimosa with cranberry instead of orange juice, right? Uh, Yeah. See, look at this. Recipe requires just three ingredients, orange liqueur, cranberry juice, and champagne. No special tools or techniques. I didn't know the orange liqueur. There, just a little add in there. All you have to do is pour and serve, which is nice because there's a simplicity element to it. It also looks really pretty. Mm-hmm. You know, it's almost like the Aperol, like bright red and uh, put a little like orange garnish in it too. And in a champagne flute looks looks good. Number nine on the list is the Brandy Alexander, which they call the ultimate holiday nightcap. Do you have any experience with this one? Um, You know, I've had, I, I know I've been asked to make it in the past and I remember having to look it up. Does it have ice cream involved? It's, uh, yeah, you'll simply shake brandy, cream de cacao, and cream, strain it, and enjoy. Okay. So, it, I mean, it does almost sound just like you could eat it as a dessert. <laughs> so, yeah, no judgment here if that's if it's uh, if if that's what you'd want to do. But I think also just a, like almost a nightcap mm-hmm. would be a good a good time for this one. Number eight, English Christmas punch. Oh, yeah. This one is great to have a holiday party because it's another of those that you could make in a big batch form and it would be pretty darn good. It is made with dark rum and red wine along with tea and citrus to brighten up the flavor. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's so, a lot going on. It's like maybe the British version of like a mulled wine? Yeah. Yeah, I would say so. Interesting. I haven't heard of that before. And it has a like deep scarlet color to That's it pretty. too. You can float some fruit in the punch bowl and in the glasses, so... Yeah, I'm going to have to give that one a try. All right. Number seven on our list of the best traditional holiday cocktails is Glog. It's a tradition in Scandinavian countries similar to mold wine and wassail, though it does have a few unique twists, including cardamom pods. They're added to the spice mix and almonds and raisins used as garnish, which is pretty interesting. <laughs> Weird. I've yeah. never heard of that. I'm, I have to say the name itself isn't very appetizing. Yeah. I mean, again, I am Scandinavian, so I can say <laughs> this. And sometimes uh, both even Swedish and German, which is my heritage, and I've heard both spoken in my family, not it doesn't always sound as appealing as it is uh, food or drink wise. But this one uh, combines spiced rum or brandy with red wine, a touch of vodka, and then all those spices that, that we mentioned. So hmm. and that's a really dark, deep purpley color and again floating fruit in there can sort of brighten it up all right this one you'll know and it's got similar themes to what we know number six on our list is mold wine okay yeah we've yeah i think we've, we've all mentioned that now all, all, yeah exactly that's really all it takes is a bottle of red wine a hint of brandy some holiday spices and you could put your own flavor to it or your own mix on it put a cinnamon stick in there maybe and you know i've had enjoy. it but i've never made it before have you no no because also too again I think that's uh, it's definitely like a big party mm-hmm. element. You don't really just want to make it for just yourself. yourself. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, all right. Number five on our list. One you mentioned you like several times is the hot toddy. Yes. <laughs> Do you put, I've heard you make some interesting, you know, aud- throw some audibles to yours. So mm-hmm. what's your favorite spin? 
Um, you know, Jessamine McIntyre, one of our coworkers at 710 ESPN, introduced me to actually using the BSB in there. Yeah. And then you don't even need that touch of honey because it's got a little sweetness mm-hmm. to it, too. And a, then you get a little bit of that cinnamon flavor. I like that. And then... could probably use BSB 103 in there, too, as yeah. well. Really take it, take it up a notch. You could even do, you know, orange instead of lemon... Uh, yeah, there's all there's I think endless amounts of uh, mm-hmm. twists that you can add to it, but it's just a, such a good one if you're you feel a cold coming on or even just you know been you're outside in the cold and you want to bring a hot drink. It's just kind of a classic. Yeah, one to warm up after if we do get any snow here coming soon, and maybe you're going out to get a tree or or you're sledding or something. It's good when you first come in the house. All right, fourth on our list, getting cl- close to the top, is the Tom and Jerry. Never heard of that. Yeah. It's a batch of warm milk punch, essentially, which when I say that doesn't sound as appetizing. (laughs) But uh, it's warm milk, essentially, with brandy or rum mixed in. And then you sort of add the spices to it in your own leisure. So it almost sounds like a warm eggnog. Yeah, kind of. But maybe, who knows, maybe just a little less thick and a Mm -hmm. little less sweet in my Hmm. imagining. All right. Interesting. Yeah. It's probably like my mom used to make me warm milk when I was a kid. Yeah. And that's kind of just what I'm imagining is just like that warm milk comfort it's flavor. To help put you to sleep, right? So yeah. You add a little booze. That's like a, you yeah. mentioned a nightcap earlier. That sounds like a nightcap. Exactly. Uh, number three on the list, one I don't have a lot of experience with, hot buttered rum. Um, oh, yes. Yes. Actually, you know, for some reason, it's not one that I, again, like you said, think to make of my, to make myself but um, we used to make them at the bar that I worked at. And there are quite a few companies that sell um, hot buttered rum mix where you just like Ooh. you take it out of the tub almost like actual butter. And then you just have to add, um, I think it's just hot water and rum and um, that are really good. Like that it might even be a good Christmas gift. Yeah. You can look into those. Maybe but, even yeah. a good hostess gift if yeah. you're going to a party and something that, you know, that they can use again for either that party or another party. I would think that. That would be I forget, good. but it's really good. Hot buttered rum. Okay. Number two on this list is wassail. And it is the drink that is even in a popular Christmas song. Uh, but it's essentially warm holiday punch. We're seeing a we're seeing a trend on <laughs> on this list. But I do love that it's just different cultures have taken the same mm-hmm. idea and just put their their interesting spin on it. And this you can make with brandy and sherry. You can make one with rum. You can make one with beer, which oh, wow. is really interesting. Yeah. But you, you start sort of with that uh, same, I think, cream base, and then you and then you use your creativity from there. Finally, the number one on this list for traditional holiday drinks that will surprise exactly nobody, that is eggnog. Oh, yes, of course. <laughs> and that you can spike with so many things, too. People do rum, whiskey. When I was bartending, we actually used to, as we were putting up the Christmas decorations, uh, we had a, a guy that used to mix Jaeger in it and call it Yegnog. What? Um, it actually wasn't horrible, but, you know, <laughs> it's always know a good endorsement. Like, <laughs> yeah. I think I'd prefer like rum or whiskey, but yeah. it, it was a little, Jaeger's just so sweet to begin with, and you mix it with sweet eggnog, and it's a little bit too much. But yeah. a couple sips of it, it, it didn't taste bad. He called it, okay, eggnog. Wow, good for you, the creativity there, right? But I guess the good thing about eggnog, too, it's not one that you necessarily need to make in a huge batch, like mm-hmm. some of these other punches, and it's kind of, you can do single serve, and you can have it hot or cold. I I don't really, I'm not really a hot eggnog drinker, though, warm eggnog no. drinker. 
Well, hopefully this just gave you some ideas for your holiday parties if you've got some coming up. And these were the traditional recipes. But coming up on Cast Club Radio, Maura and I put our heads together using the Heritage Distilling Advent Calendar, which you're going to be able to break open here pretty soon, to come up with some creative drink ideas for you potentially for the holiday season. That's next on Cast Club Radio. Welcome back to Cast Club Radio. Thanks for hanging out with us today, Lydia and Mora. We are here for you ahead of the Thanksgiving holiday, also ahead of December 1st. And on that day, hopefully you got yourself a Heritage Distilling Advent Calendar. Maybe you got one for your friends and family so that you can start opening those up on December 1st. And this is actually what we learned from Justin, that he had they've had some parties in the past where they've taken the mini bottles, they've put them in a bowl and sort of had a creative cocktail competition where people have to come up with uh, cocktail ideas based on whatever spirit they get in the bowl. And we thought that was kind of cool. I love it, especially because I think that allowing people to do it in that way with the with the minis probably gets you to be a little more creative because you're like, eh, if I mess up, I, I only wasted yes. one of these airplane bottles. I didn't, I didn't make like a huge batch for everyone or I didn't, you know. It's just a fun a fun thing to try. And um, I love the variety that comes in these advent calendars, too. We've been lucky enough to be gifted them from Justin. Yes. And I definitely, I used all of it. Yeah. And I think also everybody's got their mainstay, their drinks that they like to stick to. And sometimes it's good to get outside of your comfort zone a little bit, even if yeah. you're already taking a drink that you like and just putting a little extra spin on it and maybe a holiday-themed spin on it around this time time of year. So Moore and I thought we'd lead by example and come up with uh, two two drinks or cocktail ideas based on things you can find in the Heritage Distilling Advent Calendar. Uh, Maura, do you want to start? Sure. I took the dual barrel orange bourbon whiskey. Mm, yum. Uh, and I am a big fan of old fashions. I think I've mentioned on this show yes. in the past. <laughs> so what I did was made a um, cranberry simple syrup. Oh, wow. To give it that holiday theme. So you just take a cup of sugar and a a cup of water, and you add cranberries to it. You let that boil um, for a couple of minutes. You should start to see some of that cranberry color go into it. And um, you want it to thicken up a little, but not a ton. And then you're going to take out the cranberries. You can go ahead and strain it into a bottle or whatever you want to, to use it to squeeze into your drinks. And let that cool, and you should have a nice, beautifully colored syrup. And you're going to add that with basically just one of the bottles of the dual barrel mm-hmm. orange bourbon, uh, one of the airplane bottles, not a huge, yeah, not the <laughs> let full. Me specify. Yeah. And then a quarter ounce of the cranberry syrup, and then a dash of bitters. You can use whatever kind you like. If you want to add a- another dimension to it, you could even use a flavored bitters as well. Um, I've sometimes liked in a old fashioned a walnut bitters. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. And then um, just you just add ice. And if you happen to have one of the, you can buy the trays now to do the big ice cube. That's always really nice for an old fashioned. Mm-hmm. It melts a little bit slower and doesn't water down your drink. And then I would just garnish it with a twist of an orange peel. And then you can add a couple of fresh cranberries because those always look pretty and pretty. festive. 
Yeah. I like that. Are you gonna come? Are you gonna have your own name for it? Or are you just gonna put, you know, the Mora old fashioned? The Mora, the Mora old fashioned. <laughs> I like it. Uh, oh man, yeah. That's I should have thought of that. No, that's okay. I know you, you don't rush genius, so maybe it'll come to you. <laughs> but that sounds, yeah, that sounds great. Okay. Well, I went uh, with one of my standards. Of course, I chose the gin, the Elk Rider gin out of out of the calendar because my fondness for gin drinks has been well documented on yes. this show as well. Um, and I decided uh, to do just a little twist on the South Side because I like South Sides. And I thought instead of using lemon juice like they're commonly made with, that it would use lime. They, the basis of this drink being gin, mint, and lemon juice. But I thought, I don't know, lime... Maybe it's just the green color. Uh, it's just I like it for around the holiday season, and I think it pairs well with mint as well, which is also kind of a holiday holiday uh, time beverage. So for this, you need about 10 to 12 mint leaves. You'll need your little airplane uh, bottle of uh, Elk Rider Gin from the Heritage Distilling Advent Calendar. You'll need about an ounce of fresh-squeezed lime juice, and then... Some amount of simple syrup that's really vague, but I like things a lot more tart than other people do. Mm -hmm. So anywhere from a quarter of an ounce to three quarters of an ounce of some sort of simple syrup uh, to put in there. And then that's a good tip. That's something you can always you can always change the amount on. You don't have to be really strict with exactly you're, you're sweetening your drink. So it's just the same as if you add sweetener to anything. Yeah. And everybody's palate is so different. I know that some people like lime juice, even just the thought of it gets them kind of like puckering up their face, but I really like it. So yeah. So just uh, whatever, wherever you, you fall on that scale that you can be creative with it. You're going to combine all the ingredients except the mint leaves into a cocktail shaker. Um, Fill that shaker with ice and shake well. Then after it's all combined really well, you're going to put the mint leaves in and you're going to sort of slowly roll the cocktail shaker so that you're getting the oils and the essential oils out of the mint out of the mint without bruising the leaves too much so that they get combined with your drink. Pour it into your cocktail glass. If you want to throw mint leaf on the top and use it as a garnish. And then some variations I think you can put on it. You can make it a fizz if you want to add soda water. You could also add ginger beer to it. Rachel's ginger beer is a favorite of mine that I think would pair well with it. Because I like that tart as well. Yes, yeah. And then you just got me thinking more about, well, you could probably use some other form of simple syrup in there. Mm -hmm. I think cranberry would actually go pretty well with that. So if you uh, are adventurous and make your own simple syrup, I say, hey, just throw that in there. And cranberry being a great holiday mm-hmm. flavor as well. And uh, yeah, I don't have a good name for mine either. But <laughs> <laughs> And also, I feel like um, a couple of cranberries mixed with the mint as a garnish would look pretty too. Like yeah. if, if you're entertaining, they're just such a pretty garnish. They are. This time of year. They really are. Give it that festive flair. And they're usually hanging around if you have are making cranberry sauce or you, you know, just, there's usually some available or they're not too expensive when it comes to using them as a garnish. So, yeah, I'm I'm all in on that. Did you ever string together the popcorn and cranberry garland? Yes. Heck yeah, I know. I, I, those are still fun. Honestly, mm-hmm. if I think that also, too, when we were in college and we needed some uh, less expensive holiday decorations, we use those. And I honestly love them. I think yeah. that they are better sometimes than like the fanciest decorations you can get out there. 
I love it too, but I can't do it now because popcorn is one of my dog's favorite things in the world. Oh, yeah. So Bruin. I would come home yep. to probably my tree being torn Destroyed, down because yeah. she wanted all the popcorn. That's fair, Bruin. I don't blame you because honestly, how much of that popcorn did I eat while I was also making the decorations? Yeah. It was a lot. It was when, a lot. When she hears the microwave just, like start popping, she knows. She's like, oh my gosh, popcorn. Bruin gets me. I love it. Well, I also wanted to give people just some quick resources if you are wanting to make your own cocktails this holiday season or you want to play this game where you can just surprise guests and have to create your own cocktails that you could use. Um, I found a website ingredientpairings.com which can you just put in a certain flavor like mint, like almond, like cranberry. There will pop up a list of all these complementary flavor profiles and they even rank them in order of intensity what what is really great there's like four different levels of this is really great this is good decent still works and so that's helpful um also found just like some common some common pairings for mint in general just as an example for instance orange lime juice almond considered some pretty popular ones uh but what also works cilantro basil Mm. cinnamon actually was on that list um, you could also put in things like types of alcohol, like rum, for instance. And then if you want to just take the take the you know, you're totally lost when it comes to to coming up with complimentary flavors. And it'll also help you out in that regard, too. I love that because sometimes you you want to be more creative, especially if you have something like this where, you know, there, there might be a couple of bottles in the advent calendar that you're not exactly sure what sure. to do with. You can just type in what you have and get some ideas. And then, I don't know, I just love playing around with it because you might end up coming up with something you love and then deciding that, okay, now I want to buy the full bottle and I want yeah. to make this for my friends or guests. Or mm-hmm. um, I know I was telling you that I, I had a, a happy accident with the, I wasn't sure what to do with the lavender vodka that comes yeah. in the Heritage Kit. And that was like my last one left. Mm-hmm. And last year I had a cold. And as I mentioned, I love to have like a hot toddy. It just <laughs> seems to like kind of make you feel better when you're all stuffed up. And uh, I didn't have any of the ingredients I needed. <laughs> and I thought, I have, I'm having hot tea anyways. I can pour this lavender vodka in there. And it's, you know, yeah. you still get that little boozy touch and the, the nice heat and warmth that you feel like you need when you're sick. And so it was completely different from a hot toddy, but I found a way to use it that, yeah. that worked and kind of, you know, still had that, I need a soothing warm drink because I'm sick. <laughs> was it like a mint tea? Was it an herbal tea? I believe I had a, um, a black tea. A blueberry tea so Ooh, it worked nicely yeah. with the lavender because yeah. I, I was there's even a lot of flavors within that that it sounds like it would be good like if you're having a lemon tea because you are you know stuffed up or you want to squeeze a little lemon in there as well I feel like mm-hmm. lavender would pair well with that a little honey yeah there's really there's a lot of options out there if you yourself uh, have any creative ideas that you've come up with or you try this at home with the heritage distilling advent calendar and you think you have a new holiday classic we definitely want to hear about it Maybe you can post pictures at heritagedistilling.com and share with us. Yes, please send us your ideas. Coming up on Cast Club Radio ahead of the Thanksgiving holiday, Maura and I have some of our traditions that we wanted to share with you, plus maybe a creative gift idea or two and a non-cocktail recipe for you. It's actually a food recipe. It's next on Cast Club Radio.
Welcome back to Cast Club Radio. In just a few moments, we've got a recipe for you. It's non-cocktail recipe since we've been talking a lot in this show about drinks that you can make for your holiday parties, but we've also got a food one for you. its I'll give you a hint right now. It's cranberry sauce, which is an essential ingredient for a lot of holiday parties. That's but, not a hint, Lydia. Yeah, I'm sorry. That's a full-on <laughs> uh, just spoiler right there for you. Uh, but in the meantime, it is Thanksgiving week. Maura, what are you going to be doing on Thanksgiving? So I'm lucky enough to be invited to, um, because I, I usually go home for Christmas. Mm-hmm. My dad retired from the military in Colorado, so that's where I go back. But I can't go back for both holidays. It's hard. Yeah. yeah. So um, I found only found out recently um, that my dad actually has a cousin here. And uh, her and her family have invited me over. They live in Auburn for Thanksgiving. And they have an, a nice big family and live right on a lake there. It's really Ooh. pretty. So. I'm I'm very thankful to be invited. Yeah. I've, uh, up until this year, I've had a lot of friends take me in, um, and so like you said, friendsgiving, and it's just it's so nice because it's you know I've I've worked at restaurants that are open on Thanksgiving, and I think that's also nice for people to have a place to go. I just think it's uh, some it's a time where you don't really want to be alone. Yeah, I think you know yeah at the heart of it is it's about just connecting with people or mm-hmm. a lot gets made over the food and drink element of it but i don't think that's what's at the heart of it i think it's the connection with people over that food and beverage so yeah. it's nice to be able yeah there's a lot of people who are transplants or just don't aren't able to have that luxury of connecting with family. I know whenever I've lived somewhere else or been uh, at college same way, couldn't come home for both holidays. So mm-hmm. you maybe you go to a friend's house and you hang with their family or the rest of the students on campus sort of have their own uh, non-traditional Thanksgiving. And yeah, I always think I always think that's that's great. This Thanksgiving, yeah, I'm going to, I'm doing the traditional thing since my parents are around here. So I'll be hanging with them too. And actually my boyfriend and I, we're doing like a dual, dual Thanksgiving. We're going to his house for a little while and then my house. So we're doing kind of a, you know, joint custody thing. Yeah. (laughs) You have to. I know. I mean, it just, you know, double the food and um, and fun as long as you get along with your families. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I know. I think we're going to end at my house because... You typically there's some sort of competitive game situation that happens oh, at the end of the nice. night. So cards or any sort of board games, which we all take too seriously because we're all competitive. So <laughs> my dad's you still know. talking trash about winning at cards last year. So oh. yeah, it's a, it's like a badge of honor in our family. If you yourself are looking for somewhere to go on Thanksgiving, Mora found some available restaurants that were going to be open, which I think is really cool, as you mentioned. Yeah, we have talked to a couple of these before. Goldfinch Tavern, I think we talked to them about Mother's Day brunch a while back. They're going to be doing a Thanksgiving feast from 4 to 9 and also a a holiday brunch from 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. Ooh, I like that. Um, And then we've also talked to Cafe Flora before. I love their brunch. Mm -hmm. And it's interesting to do Thanksgiving dinner there because they are a vegan restaurant. So if you're Mm -hmm. looking for an option for that... Um, they're I've be been. Doing it's a, really, really good, by the way. So yeah. don't be just so skeptical if you aren't a vegan. You will go there and you'll still have a great time oh and gosh. find stuff you like. Some of the best biscuits and gravy that I've ever had. And norm- and I've had some vegetarian ones that are not good, like yeah. no flavor whatsoever. Yeah. Um, and yeah, they do a great job with it. Nice. So it, um, it looks like they're doing a prefix Thanksgiving menu. And they said pale imitations like tofurkey are set aside for dishes such as delicata squash with mushroom chestnut gravy and cranberry apple corn cake. (gasps) Yes, that sounds sounds pretty darn good. Also, uh, agri dolce. 
is doing a prefix, prefix Thanksgiving menu for $75 a person. Pumpkin cannoli for dessert. Sounds like nice. it's more of an Italian-themed Thanksgiving yeah. dinner. And then I know Shaker and Spear and Daniel's Broiler are open. So lots of options. Lots of options for you out there to to get uh, in a place with connect with other people for Thanksgiving. I love that. If you are at home and you want something to make or this is a great thing that you can make whether you are hosting or whether you're going to someone else's house, because it's always nice to come with something. This you should probably chat with the host beforehand, so there's not too much of it, but cranberry sauce. We've got a a great recipe for you this time. Uh, Basically, all you need is one 12-ounce bag, fresh cranberries, a half-peeled Granny Smith apple. You want to chop that up pretty finely for this. One cup of sugar, an orange peel, now, that comes from the orange. You'll need the orange juice, just about a half cup of, of that. You're going to take a half cup of Heritage Distilling Blood Orange Vodka, a half teaspoon of cinnamon, a half teaspoon of nutmeg, and then two to three cloves. You really get that good spice flavor in this. Put all the ingredients in a pot. It's really easy. Simmer on the stove over low heat until the cranberries burst and liquid reduces. And you're good to go. So it's a little longer on the ingredients list, but it's really hands off when it comes to the preparation. You don't have to do much. Put it all in there. Uh, Man, I would have never have thought to spike my cranberry sauce. Yeah, why not? Once you let that all simmer, the alcohol is cooked out. But that's a way that I never would have thought to use. Yeah, heritage. Just a little little uh, flavoring. Good idea for you. Well, before we get out of here, I did want to mention it's going to be holiday season here soon and we all know the day after Thanksgiving is a lot of time the focus is on gifts and going out there and a lot of Black Friday sales and all that fun stuff but pretty soon on the show maybe we'll be talking about some holiday things and gifts being one of them of course this comes from the drinks business one holiday gift idea for you that is for the wine lover uh, anywhere this is a brand new wine stocking oh I love that yeah so basically Imagine like any sort of wine pouch that you may have seen before or if even you open up a box of Franzia and you take the pouch out, you've seen it before. It's basically a stocking. Now, it doesn't come with wine in it. Amazon is selling these, Amazon in the UK, actually, with a spigot at the very toe of it. So you can (laughs) fill it with your favorite wine, actually literally hang it up at a party, and then people can come and fill their wine glasses. That would be a really great like Secret Santa or White Elephant gift. Yeah. it would. Those are the ones that you want to kind of be the talk of the party. Exactly. It does say on the bag, Merry Christmas and a happy hangover. So hopefully the last <laughs> part uh, is not true for you. But for the wine lovers out there, this is available through Amazon. That's just one gift idea to get you started. I'm sure we'll have plenty more as the holiday season progresses. Online available for you will be the uh, cranberry sauce recipe, as is other episodes of the podcast. If you want to download them at Heritage Distilling. And you can also visit Cast Club Radio on Facebook and Instagram. And don't forget to rate us on iTunes. We'll see you back here next week. Everybody have an absolutely fabulous Thanksgiving. Be safe and be happy. Thanks for listening to Cask Club Radio, brought to you by Heritage Distilling. Check us out on MyNorthwest.com to learn more and catch up on past episodes. Cask Club Radio, brought to you by Heritage Distilling. 